Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, before we get into our podcast for today, again, let's give our shout outs here. So we got listeners from Iowa. Um, so the analytics didn't give me specific counties or areas, but if you're listening from the uh, state of Iowa, we're so thankful that you're with us. Also from Maine, specifically, if you're from from Bangor, Maine, we're grateful that you're with us and listening and growing uh, with us from Maine and also from Massachusetts. So that is the uh, Chestnut area and the Charleston area. So we're, we're so grateful that you guys have found the podcast, um, that you're learning with us, that you're growing with us, that you're studying with us. So we're so thankful for you guys and we're so thankful uh, for your zeal to want to know more. So let's get into our podcast for the day. Um, I originally was going to do another podcast, but I want to study on that one a little bit more. Um, So I wanted to switch it up, right? I wanted to pull an audible here. So we're going to switch up the the original topic. And what we're going to talk about today is something that has something that has hit me personally, uh, you know, over the past, I'd say month or so. Um, but also I think it's, it's hitting the congregation here, um, as we're teaching about faith and as we're teaching about growing. So I think this, this is a topic that really hits home and it's really simple. Uh, the topic is just, have you grown? Have you grown? That's our topic for today. And so let's kind of introduce what we're talking about. So in our, in our Christian walk, what happens sometimes is we, we have to learn to, evaluate ourselves to see where we are. Okay. Um, and so remember the scriptures always, you know, the scripture mentions that we should examine ourselves to see whether we're in the faith. Right. And so we hear that all the time. We hear that referenced all the time. Sometimes we hear that preached all the time, but I think, um, and especially just from experience from preaching here, I think, uh, it's, it's difficult for, for members and even myself sometimes is difficult to see where you are. I think people have a a difficulty in knowing how to examine themselves because that's that's something that we really don't do. You know, today we never really examine ourselves. We always point the finger or we look at what somebody else is doing or what someone else has already done. You know, because of the uh <clears throat> because of the uh uh, you know, the social media world that we're in and, and the, you know, everything that we have to connect with one another, every comment is never about us. Every comment is about what somebody else is doing, what somebody else has posted, what somebody else is feeling, right? So we're always examining somebody else's actions. I think today we don't know how to examine us. But remember, the scripture tells us to examine ourselves. So that's what we want to learn how to do. Okay. And so in order to grow, you and I have to know where we are and where we've been. So we have to learn how to reevaluate our lives. And so everybody, including myself, everybody always says they want to grow, right? You know, you, you, uh, you say this in Bible class or you'll say this in a study, or maybe someone will straight up just tell you. You know, hey, I feel like I want to grow. Hey, I feel like I, I need to grow more. I feel like that's great. And that's a great goal to have. But are, are you willing to do what it takes to grow? 
you know, everybody says they want to grow, but nobody knows how to grow. So in order to grow, and I think that's kind of one of those, uh, what's the right word? I think it's kind of one of those uh, phrases that we say just because it sounds good, right? So every, everybody always says, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. But do we really know what real agape love is? See, it's one of those phrases. Well, hey, I'm just growing. Hey, I want to grow. I mean, it's just a phrase that sounds good and makes you sound busy and makes you sound like you have the right mindset. But do you really know what you're saying? So when you say I want to grow, do you know what that means? Do you know what you have to do? Do you understand where you are now? Do you understand where you want to go moving forward? See, growth is a bigger process than just saying I want to grow. It's really putting in work. You know, growth takes work. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Have you grown? So here's three three questions um, or statements, if you will. Not really the questions that we can ask ourselves of how to grow. <clears throat> so number one, have I matured? Now, we again, moving forward, we have to be honest with ourselves here. We have to be honest to say, okay, over the years, have I matured? Now, let, let's let's define some things here. Remember, we're talking about spirituality here. So I'm not talking about have you matured by getting your own place or having matured by getting your own car or having matured by ha getting more money or having matured by doing X, Y and Z. That's just growing up. But when I'm talking about maturing, I'm talking about spiritual growth. Do I know more spiritually now than I did five years ago, than I did last year? You know, do I know more spiritually? So we have to be honest with ourselves and really answer that question. Have I gotten better? Have I matured? Have I become what the Lord wants me to be? Look at this. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And I want you to look at verse number 20. And notice what our text says here. The text says, brethren, be not children in understanding. How be it in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. That word in the ESV, when it says to be men, it means be mature. So Paul said, don't be children in understanding. Don't be, don't be children, be mature. Be mature in spiritual things. Well, how can I learn to be mature in spiritual things? What does Romans 10, 17 say? Everybody says they want to grow, right? Maybe, maybe this is you right now listening to this podcast. At some point, maybe you have said, hey, I want to grow. Wonderful, beautiful, amazing, stupendous. I'm trying to think of another word. <laughs> extravagant. I don't know. <laughs> Just something ridiculous. That's great. That's great. You want to grow, right? That's wonderful. So if you want to grow, and if Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, that we should be mature in our understanding when it comes to our attitude, and when it comes to knowing the word of God, question. If I say I want to grow, and I say I want to mature, is maturity going to come Notice now I'm going to speak this very slow because I want everyone to understand. Does maturity come just, just from coming to services only? No. 
does maturity come? Remember, definitions, we're talking about spiritual maturity. Does maturity come from your experiences? Does faith come from your experiences? No. Does faith come from just coming to services alone? No. What does Romans 10, 17 say? So then faith, what you said you wanted, growth, comes by what is the only way faith comes by? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So my question that I would propose to myself and to others that say they want to grow, that's wonderful. But this week, other than service times, how long have you been in the faith? Well, I've only been in on Sunday and Wednesday. Then you didn't grow. You didn't grow. Jordan, how can you say that? Jordan, that's so mean. Jordan, wait, we got to go back to doing Bible things by Bible ways. So if if we want to help people grow, how are people going to grow, guys? People are only going to grow by the word of God, by faith. And faith comes by hearing of the word of God. It's a verse we quote all the time, but it's hard to live out. And so can you and I evaluate our faith today? And can we challenge ourselves to know more? That's all I'm asking. Can we challenge ourselves to know more? You know, I, you know, I've been, um, you know, as I'm studying through faith with our college age young women and, and, and men, we're going through uh, faith development. And as I'm going through it again, you know, I'm realizing there's more that I can do. There's more that I can mature in. There's more that I can uh, do for the Lord to get better, to be more mature. You know, and I tell the group all the time, you know, they ask, well, how did you, you know, how did you get where you are? How are you, how are you doing what you're doing? I tell them one thing when it comes to spiritual maturity. I said, one thing that I always do is I fail a lot. If I could, if there was a king of failure, I'd be on the top list, right? I failed a lot. I failed family. I failed friends. I failed brethren. I failed myself. I failed other people. I, I failed so many people along my journey. I failed the Lord, right? So many times along my journey. But in failure, here's the difference between uh, like a Peter and a Judas. When Judas failed, what did Judas decide to do? He hung himself. But when Peter failed all of those times, what did Peter do? He got back up. You see, with failure, you have to use that and just get back up. And that's what I tell our group here. Look, the word of God, as you follow this, you're going to stumble. As you follow this, you're not going to make the right decisions. As you follow the word of God, sometimes you're not going to do what the Lord wants you to do, but you got to get up and you got to know more and you got to get better and you got to understand your mistake. You got to understand how you can get better from this point forward. But in order to grow, you have to see that you need to grow and you got to be honest with yourself. And so growing is a necessity. Real quick, look at this verse too. Look at Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four and look at verses uh, 14 and 15. 
uh, notice what our text says that we henceforth remember we're talking about spirituality and talking about the faith and growing that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men cunning craftiness whereby they lay they lie in wait to deceive speaking the truth in love let's stop right there a lot of uh you know a lot of this especially in verse 15 is taken out of context when we talk about speaking the truth in love speaking the truth in love is not about your tone you see a lot of people when it comes to the word of god if somebody doesn't say it in a nice way if someone doesn't say it in a kind way then they automatically assume they're not teaching whatever they're teaching in love that's false now let's slow it down real quick this is what i am saying and this is what i'm not saying i am saying you are to speak the truth what i'm not saying is you should just pound people on the head and say well you need to listen you didn't so i'm not saying that either so we're not trying to be extreme but when we're talking about speaking the truth in love whenever you speak the faith Romans 10, 17, whether you preach the faith, Romans 10, 17, and people don't like it, no matter how you say it, guess what you did? You spoke the truth in love. That's an attitude. It's not tone of voice. Speaking the truth in love is, am I willing to help you get better? Shoot, to be quite honest, am I willing to make myself better? Am I willing to do what I can to get better? That's what we have to talk about. And so speaking the truth in love. So watch this. So that I may learn how to do what? Grow up. You see, those that complain about how the word is taught, those that complain about how uh, they are disciplined, guess what they don't want to do? Grow up. But what does everybody want to do? Everybody says they want to grow, but when the word is presented, we don't want to grow up. But speaking the truth in love, having somebody tell you the truth through the gospel is helping you grow up spiritually. So let's learn to grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Jesus Christ. How beautiful is that? We got to grow up. We have to learn how to grow. So the first question we need to ask is, have I matured? Two, another question we need to ask about have you grown? Are you satisfied with where you are right now? This This is a tough one, especially if you're honest with yourself. Do you believe that you are okay where you are? Do you believe that every decision, you've always been in the right? You've never done anything wrong. There's nothing better that you could have done. There's nothing better that you could have said. There's nothing better that you could learn and grow. So it's always somebody else's fault. Are you satisfied with where you are? Are you satisfied? You see, what happens with being satisfied? Guess what Guess what? being satisfied always brings? Stagnation. If you're happy with where you are, uh, this is a phrase that I've heard so many times when talk about growth, 
hey, man, are, are you, you know, do you want to grow more? Do you want to? Well, I think I'm good right now. At least I'm not doing this. So people are satisfied with saying, at least I'm not who I used to be. At least I've gotten better. At least. Well, how come you don't want to get better from at least? Does that make sense? You know, stagnation is a is a uh, it's a terrible thing to be in, but it's so easy to get in. We can be satisfied with where we are. And personally, as I've been studying faith development, a lot of times, uh, even as a teacher and for those that teach the gospel, I think this is good for us too. Sometimes as you teach, what happens is you, you spend so much time and energy giving the gospel, which is what we do, giving the gospel to people, which is a wonderful thing. But the same effort that we give to everybody else, we don't give to us. So what happens is we give ourselves crumbs, but we give everybody else the meal. And then, you know, that's, that's, we can't do that. We have to want to grow just as much as I want this member to grow, just as I want that member to grow. You know, one, one question that I asked a friend of mine, a great brother in Christ that I, that I respect highly. I asked him, how do you, how do you really help somebody? Because how do you find the balance of, of, of helping them? but also by letting them figure it out too. I, you know, I, I didn't know how to do that. And he told me, he said he was a, he was a person that used to be so invested in people that when they didn't do, you know, what he was teaching through the word, he felt like he failed them. He felt like he was a failure as a teacher. And I could, um, I could relate to that because I do, I do the same thing as well. I love helping people. But, you know, I put so much energy sometimes and, you know, I emotionally invest that sometimes I forget I got to let them do it, too. I got to let them figure it out. I got to let them want it. I don't want them to want it because I want it for them. I want them to want it because they want it for themselves. I'm just here to guide them to it. That's hard. That's tough. But. This is a part about being satisfied. We never want people to feel satisfied. We want them to always grow. And that's what Ephesians 4 mentions. We need to speak the truth in love, be willing to give anybody the truth, and then let them take it and let them grow. Sometimes people, you know, guys, when we're thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Jesus. And Jesus was the master teacher, right? But one thing that made him the master was when Jesus taught his disciples about things, they always misinterpreted it. And they always thought it was something else. So Jesus would say, the kingdom of heaven is like unto this or like unto this. Then they would say, well, when are you bringing the physical kingdom back? Jesus wasn't talking about that. So they didn't get the teaching. Then when Jesus talked about the kingdom, then they would mention, well, who's the greatest among you? I mean, is it me? Can I sit on your right hand? Can I sit on your left hand? They didn't get it yet, but Jesus being the master teacher, he kept being consistent with them and didn't let them become satisfied and kept teaching and teaching and teaching. So the question becomes for you and me, are we satisfied with where we are or 
do we want more? Is our thirst for knowledge there that we want more, that we want better for? And here's here's my personal opinion here, and this is my opinion. Sometimes, and myself included, I think we don't want to move forward in our lives sometimes because we're so happy with where we are now. We're content. We should we should want to be better for God. We should always want to be better for him. You know, so if we love him, we should want to do everything in our power to do anything that he wants me to do because I love him. And so we had a preacher's meeting today and one of the uh, one of the preachers said uh, a lot of people don't follow the book because they're not in love with the author. So you got to fall in love with the author because then that changes everything. So now the Bible is not just a book of rules. The Bible is something that someone that I love with my life is telling me to do. It's different. It hits different that way. And that's a beautiful thing. So let's not be satisfied. Right. And, and again, like I mentioned with that preacher's meeting, guys, I was sitting there today and I, I've been uh, I've been privileged to be able to sit under the teachings of my parents who graduated from uh, the Memphis School of Preaching and them also learning and growing on their own past school as well. Then I also had the privilege to go to the School of Preaching and learn for myself as well, but then also to take what I've learned and study for myself and go go over my notes again and reevaluate and restudy everything. And it's a privilege to be able to do that. And it's a privilege to have that knowledge and also to continue to study on the on the collegiate level and the master's program about Bible. But as I'm sitting here listening to these older men, y'all, I'm not even going to lie, man. Like I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, I've, I've got so much of this biblical knowledge, but I still don't know anything. <laughs> Does that make sense? You know, you sit there and you just hear about these men and you hear about the wisdom that they impart and how they handle things and, you know, how you wish you would have handled things and how their attitudes are towards people and, and their wisdom and their knowledge. And you just realize like, I'm nowhere near them. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm nowhere near where I need to be. And it, it's humbling. It's humbling because you know, like, there's another level I can reach. I'll, you know, and I want to be like Christ because I see Christ through these guys. And it, it was a humbling experience today to know that, yeah, I'm studying and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to have the knowledge that I have, but I'm not, I'm just starting. You know, I, I was sitting there, man. And in my head, I'm like, compared to these guys, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, like I'm an idiot compared to these guys. I mean, these guys, I mean, you bring up a question, I mean, and they've got, book, chapter, and verse, how to handle it, pop, 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 pop. I mean, they're just ready to go, you know? And I'm just like, I got work to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got, I got work to do. And so don't be satisfied. Always, always feel like I could get better. Doesn't mean you don't appreciate where you are, but also know I could get better. So then number three, it leads us to the perfect segue. So now that we've asked ourselves, have I matured? Am I satisfied? The number three, do you want to get better? I know this sounds simple, but that's a, I think that's a solid question to ask. Do you really want to get better? Do I really want to get better? You know, and a lot of times, 
and I and I was in this a couple years ago. Many times we don't want better for ourselves. And you might fall into this category too. Many times we don't want better for ourselves because we think on our past life. We think on our past decisions. We think on who we used to be. We think on decisions that we made and we think on our past. And as we think on those things, we don't think that we deserve better. So right where we are, we feel like this is what we deserve because there's no way the Lord can give me better because of who I used to be. And and you might know what that feels like, but my encouragement to you, if you feel like that, and if you have been feeling like that, my uh, admonition to you, want better, want better. You know, don't, one thing that's very dangerous is to do things on your level or below because that's comfortable. When you want something better, that means that you have to elevate your game to get something better. That's why a lot of us don't want to get better because we don't want to elevate our own game. We don't want to elevate our own growth and spirituality and growing up, right? We see that somebody else has got it, but we don't want to give the effort that they did to get it. We have to, if we want better. So don't let your past, don't let who you used to be. Don't let your past decisions stop you from wanting better for yourself. Because let me tell you guys today, no matter what you did in your past, if you're walking with the Lord, you are worthy. And maybe you don't hear that enough. And maybe you don't believe that, but I'm going to say it. You're worthy. You're worthy. You know what that means? To be worthy, to be accepted, to be wanted, to have access granted. Look at this. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and I want to look at verse number 11. Notice what our text says here. Actually, let, let's jump up, please, to verse uh, verse number 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall enter into the kingdom of God. Watch this. And such were some of you. You know that we have brethren that have come out of some, some stuff by their own choices or because of the situations that they were born into. They've come out of some stuff. But notice, Paul told the Corinthian congregation, some of you used to be verses 9 and 10. So you know. But what's the next little word in our, in our text? But. So whenever you see that in scripture, the thought process is going to change. But you are washed and ye are sanctified and ye are justified. So brethren, if you lived verses 9 and 10 in your life, if that's been your past, if that's been who you were, but you have accepted Christ and you have put his son on in baptism and you are a member of the church 
you're washed. Doesn't that feel good to know that you're washed? You're sanctified. You are set apart. You're different. You're holy. You are justified. You have access. You have granted access to salvation. You are worthy and you are worth it. You're worth it. You have to believe that in order for you to want better. But what's going to happen is if you don't want better for yourself, you're always going to say, I can never get to where you are. You're always going to make an excuse. I can't make it to your level. You're always going to make an excuse because you know why? Because you don't understand who you are. You are worthy. You deserve this. Now, let me let me rephrase that. The Lord gave us the privilege to have it. Brethren, remember who you are. Want better for yourself. Want better. Don't stay on your level or below. Excel and exceed. You deserve better. Look at this. Look at Colossians chapter 1. And here's the goal here. Colossians chapter 1. And I want you to notice verse number 10. This is the goal of getting better and growing. And this is this is my dream for everybody and for myself. We do what we do and we want you to know Christ, not because Jordan wants you to know him, not because Jordan wants you to love him, not because your parents or your preacher or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever or your friend or your family. We want you to love Jesus so that you could do this verse 10 that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing and so that you can be fruitful in every good work and that you will have the drive and you will have the ability to want to do what? To increase in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all his might according to his glorious power unto all patience and, and long suffering with joyfulness. That is the goal. We want everybody to be so self-sufficient in the word that they want it more than I do. I want y'all to want it so bad. I want y'all to want it. But I, I don't want you to want it so you can please Jordan or please whoever in your family or whatever. I want you to want it for you. Y'all, you are worthy. Young ladies, college ladies, you're worth it. You're worthy. Young men, you're worthy. You're worthy. So don't let Satan take your past. Don't let Satan take who you used to be or your past decisions or your failures or how you keep failing. Don't let him use that. Get up. Get up and get better. Get up and get better. You see, the thing I tell our group here, our college group and our kids, I said, I'm the king of failure. So I know what it's like to fail. I know what it's like to get things wrong. And so I told them, you know, all these times that I failed, I was just like Peter. 
I always had the right heart, but I didn't have knowledge. Guess what you have to have in order not to fail? You got to have that zeal to want to do right. But you got to know how to do right. You got to have knowledge coupled with zeal together. Guys, moving forward. I ask that you pray for me that I can keep growing because there's some things I want to grow with and grow out of and get better and mature. And any way that I can help you do that, I will. And I'll pray for you guys. But guys, let me tell you something. You might be in a spot right now in your life where you literally might be asking, what am I doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, literally, what am I doing? What's going Like, What am I doing with my life? It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're in college, whether you're single, whether you're newly married, whether you're whatever, you can you could still be asking this question. Yo, what what am I doing? Why am I working? What am I what am I doing with my life and where am I going? If you're asking remotely any of those questions in your mind, guess what you need to do? You need to grow up and you need to mature. But how? Just physically? Just financially? No. You need to grow and mature spiritually. You have to want better for yourself. Uh, Isn't that wonderful? This is such a great study, but with this, you got to be honest, right? And this was hard for me to make because there's a lot of changes I still have to make. And so you got to be, you got to be honest with yourself. So hopefully we can continue to learn and study and grow and, and keep doing this together. Thank you guys so much. We'll be with you guys again next week. And let's keep the faith and let's keep growing. Thanks, guys.